You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. It's your boy, Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Toussaint. And this is the sixth episode of the Saved and Woke podcast. I am out here by myself today. Um, Deandra Afro Soldi is preparing for graduation. So we send our love to her. Um, and you all can send your love to her as well. If you follow her on IG, Twitter, on Instagram, send all the likes and all that on all her graduation picks. But without further ado, let's just jump right into it. So today, if you've been following me on Instagram, you probably already know what I'm going to be talking about today. And it's going to be Christian values and I guess people's, Christian people's kind of uh, obsession <laughs> with them or real or are just confusing excitement over people who support them or act like they're supporting them. So I'm going to start by reading this tweet from a pretty prominent evangelist. And it says, never in my lifetime have we had a POTUS willing to take such a strong outspoken stand for the Christian faith like Insert current president. We need to get behind him with our prayers. So, I find that interesting for a lot of reasons. Um, but before I really get into that, what I do want to highlight first is just the fact that Christian values are, you know, good things. You know, like going to church, giving, doing unto others. Um, as we want done to ourselves, praying, um, and then other things like, you know, the sanctity of life and marriage. Those are all Christian values, and they should be held dear. They should be supported. They should be, you know, defended. However, Jesus did not die so that we could just talk about Christian values. Jesus died so that we can be reconciled to our Father God. So that's why I don't get excited when I see politicians or anybody prominent, you know, like thanking God for something or quote unquote supporting Christian values. Um, because usually it's just to gain support or keep a following from a primarily Christian base. And I mean, I, I, I get it because, you know, there's so few like politicians and people out there who are willing to stand up for anything that sounds like remotely connected to Christianity that I feel like we as a church kind of just settle for anybody to who's going to say anything that sounds like they even halfway agree with us. And the problem with that, as stated by my man Russell Moore in his book Onward, is that 
Christian values have always been more important in America than Christian gospel. Sit with that for a second. So, of course, we know that the gospel is that God so loved us that he sent his son to live a perfect life for us, die for our sins, and then be raised in right standing with God so that we who believe in him could also be in right standing with God. And I have never heard a politician at any level in society express belief in the finished work of Christ. So, so why are we so excited then? And of course, I just said that I believe it's out of, out of desperation. Um, and while that is understandable because, you know, you just go so long waiting for somebody to say something that matches with at least one of your beliefs. You know, it's understandable, but the consequences of that are not worth it because it really makes us as believers look shady, look like we don't really hold true to like other values, um, like living our lives according to the word. Like just today, the, uh, if you have the Bible app, the verse of the day is Ephesians 4:29, which says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. And I don't really think that we could truly say that our current leader or many of our leaders actually do this and put this into practice, including and probably maybe even especially those who are always pushing, you know, Christian values and family values. But the heart, the purpose of the gospel is one, so that we believe in Jesus, are reconciled to God, and then live our lives based on his word. So like when I when, when I see a politician doing that, like living his life according to the word and um, working to initiate well enact policies that are guided by scriptural convictions, then yes, I'll get behind that guy. And I guess what we really have to do then is just come to terms with the fact that probably in most likely in neither party in neither of the the major the two major parties is a candidate going to arise that that does that and i think really what christians have to do is stop settling the bible makes it really clear <laughs> on what a believer is and what a believer is not and who was saved and who is not, and regardless of whether you believe the Bible or not, I believe it's fair to say that the line is very fine and very distinct. And it may all sound strange, the gospel, I mean, but the strangeness is good, like, because it will force believers to explicitly explain the core of Christianity. And 
you know, going to church is good, but going to church is not the core of Christianity. Maintaining sexual purity is good and we should do it, but that's not the core of Christianity. The core of Christianity is the gospel. And gospel means the good news. The good news of, of what? Of who? The good news that King Jesus has saved us from a fate that we had earned for ourselves. And so many times we just grab onto whomever says anything that sounds kind of good because we think the gospel is a little bit too strange, you know, for today's culture. But let me just let you all know that there's never been a point where the gospel or even in the Old Testament, the Old Testament was never easily acceptable um, back in the day. Even the book of Genesis, when it was first written, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, was hard to accept for most cultures. Because when you think about it, about 3,000 years ago, which is about when Genesis was penned, um, or I don't know, etched, whatever however they wrote back then. Um, the stories of creation were all pretty similar. Um, there's a, even with the Bible, the, the Bible shares a lot of similarities with other creation stories um, in terms of, you know, there being a God or at least some gods who created the earth and then formed people to serve them. But the thing that made even back then, the the Bible or, or the book of Genesis so different was that all those other stories, all the other creation stories um, said that creation came about as the result of some war, some huge cosmic conflict between either the gods and other gods or gods and some evil spirits or whatever you want to call them. And then the winners, after they won, they made the earth and then made humans as slaves. But in the book of Genesis, it says that this peaceful God just came and yes, there was chaos, but it was in the world and there was no battle. He just, this peaceful God brought peace with his words to, to the earth, which was void and which was out form, which was chaotic and just uninhabitable. And then he created humans not as as his as his servants but in his own image and not to serve him but he actually god gave humans his authority on the earth to to enact his will and so even back 3000 years ago that was completely crazy like if the ancient hebrews had shared their their worldview with others it would have come off completely completely crazy. And, you know, Jesus sounded crazy 2000 years ago when he was telling people that he was the son of God, when he was telling people that you had to eat of my flesh and drink my blood, talking about communion. Even his disciples were like, yo, uh, sir, <laughs> that was strange. Um, so there is, there has never been a point in the history of the world where Christianity, where the gospel, where acknowledging the one true God has, has been easy. So I think we as a church should stop trying to make it easy.
and and do more than just follow people and and gravitate to people who have this this veneer of Christianity. Um, these are the people that Jesus said serve me with their lips, but not with their hearts. And with that, I'm gonna pray us out, Lord God. Convict us, convict us to truly live according to your word, to, to gather together and to unite ourselves with brothers and sisters who actually truly believe and follow your word, who believe in the finished work of Christ. That is the body of Christ. Those are the people that we are united to. Help us to, to understand that. Forgive us for where we have sinned. Forgive us for where we have tried to make things easier, for where we have tried to change the gospel or augment the gospel or revise the gospel to make it in some way more, more easily receptive to the world, Lord God. And we just ask, Lord, that you come and, and, and lead us in the right way, in your way of how to reach the world and not how to make a Christian America, but how to establish the kingdom of God in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. So, thank you all my listeners for joining me once again. Um, a lot of what I said today came from a book by Russell Moore entitled Onward, Engaging the Culture Without Losing the Gospel. And also a gentleman by the name of Tim Mackey. He is probably like my favorite teacher right now. He's got so many projects and so many cool things going on. But today, I was pulling specifically from his podcast called Exploring My Strange Bible and just looked for the episode episodes on on Genesis. He's got some really, really good stuff. And of course, we'd like to thank our producers, Dope Because We Said, and remind you, my faithful, lovely, beautiful listeners, that we want to hear your questions. Um, I didn't respond to a question at the end of this episode because I haven't got any questions from any new people, but I, we still want to hear what you all, what you all are thinking. Um, so hit me or D up on IG Twitter at Mr. Underscore saved and woke or at Afro soul underscore D and until next time, Keep the faith and stay woke.